This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. This week on the Mandatory Samson Podcast, Joey showed up late to the studio, so he screwed us all over. We had to rush through it a little bit, but we got to a lot of really interesting topics, right, Joey? He's actually going to tell you what happened and apologize. No, Joey tried to say it fast. I'm going to let it hang. Uh, we also did VP debate uh, coverage. We got a lot of uh, stuff. The Yahoo email bombshell. I was actually the one that was late to the studio, but don't worry about it. We'll talk about it in a few minutes. Stick around. Hi, mandatory. Welcome. It's Chris. That's Joey. 99 episodes and counting. Another good one here. Would you be pissed if we did the whole show this way? <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You think people will get tired of that? I think they would. You know, I realized the other day that, you know, when we when we do this... Well, welcome to the program, by the way, everybody. MSP 99. Uh, w- you know, we do the, the intro to the show. There's no music playing. But when I edit it, there is a nice music bed under us. So, you know, if it seems a little stilted as we're doing it now, Joey, with nothing behind us... Wait till that sweet intro music is there, because it's going to sound excellent. Nice. Uh, hey, Matt. How you doing over there? I'm good, Chris. <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> we were talking for like 20 minutes before we started recording. He's animated. He's talking loud. And then as soon as it starts recording, he's like, hi, how are you? Like he's, He gets very shy. Just give me like a... Say something loud. Just let me hear you. How loud do you want me, Chris? There you go. That's right. <laughs> Put a little bass in your voice. Uh, Matt's here. Thank you, buddy, for being here. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're starting, Joey, with a video today. It's semi-relevant, but I don't care. I want to discuss it. Okay. It's a fun one. I saw it last week, and I was like, oh, this is infuriating. I want to talk about it. Uh, Then we got a couple of quick hits. Then Yahoo. I don't know if you saw anything about this, but Bombshell. Yeah, they're going to be in trouble. I think they're done. Oh, it's a. I mean, this is a massive, uh, horrific situation. Yeah. Uh, We also have a 2016 update and full VP debate coverage how about that uh it's amazing you didn't watch it i did not i did watch it i forced myself to do it uh i wasn't looking forward to it at all i just thought it would be boring but uh, honestly well whatever we'll get into it a little bit later but i have notes on it it was it was okay uh also i'm saving a video for next week that i didn't want to do it this week i watched it it's one of the worst ever that we're going to watch on the show it's horrific is it worthy of being on episode 100 yeah some shows save like fun things for their 100th episode you know like a milestone episode but we're gonna have like a horrific video that we'll talk about okay yeah i i I don't even want to say too much about it but it's it's another you know death in police custody and it's just you know in a jail it's just a terrible video but i but it's something i wanted to talk about but Whatever, I figured we had a lot of stuff to talk about today, and we had the debate coverage and whatever, so we'll save it for next week. Nice. Now, you ready to get into this video? Because this one... Play it, play it, just play it. All right, well, no, I got to set it up a little bit. So this is a video from Fox News, and obviously the uh, the flag, the anthem, all this stuff has been you know a hot topic lately. By the way, mm-hmm. it is the 53rd day since Colin Kaepernick launched his anthem 
protest. Nicely done. Thank you. Um, all right. So this is a video from Fox News. I got a little more about the teacher that we're going to hear about in this video, but let's just play it. We can just have more of a free form conversation about it. But I, I wanted to talk about it because the segment itself irritates me. The kid at your. All right. So let's just do it. Ready? Mm hmm. A meeting scheduled for today will determine whether a high school history teacher gets to keep his job after stomping on an American flag during a lesson on the First Amendment. Okay, thoughts on that? Um, this is going to get him into trouble. <laughs> well, okay, well, I might as well say it then since you said it. The teacher, whose name is Lee Francis, they don't say his name, is appealing. He got a 10-day suspension. Okay, mm -hmm. he's appealing that. But that's not the point of this. All right, I don't think he should be suspended, but fine he'll appeal that we'll figure it out you'll see this is all okay wait for I it i put the flag on the ground and i take two steps with my right foot and i said this is an example of freedom of speech there could be other ways to teach the subject uh, but in the same vein the way that i taught it can't necessarily be wrong <laughs> true because it, <laughs> it is an example of freedom of speech. also this teacher i don't know if it's relevant to the fox news story a black gentleman Hmm. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. Uh, listen to this kid. Well, so was it wrong or should the teacher get to keep his job? Alex Dunn is a student at Massey Hill Classical High School in North Carolina. He was there in the class for the lesson and took a photograph of the incident. Alex, thank you. You little snitch bastard. If that was my kid, I'd be like, are you? AV came home like, dad. My teacher was teaching uh, the First Amendment, and he, he stepped on the flag as an example, and I took a picture of him and ratted him out. I'd be like, what are you, what are you out of your mind? I want to know why he didn't do video. I, 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 I think the video would have been you're better right, than the picture. Have, you're right. He should have taken a video. Um, yeah. it's just, Okay. Well, whatever. Because let, you let, can get more gifts that way, and people love gifts. Understood. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm sure you didn't expect to be on television when you stepped into class on Monday. Put us in the classroom that day. Were you shocked? What was your initial reaction when he pulled that flag out and, and stood on it? Um, when he stood on the flag, my initial reaction was uh, shock, and I was in awe. I didn't want to believe it, and <laughs> it, a lot of it was just heartbreak. You know, it's just... It's he fabric. It's no, not, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. It's, it's a symbol, and he had physical right. pain when he thought saw that symbol being disrespected by that teacher. He was in awe. Who should not be teaching anymore. He had heartbreak. He had heartbreak. It's a. It's cloth. It's not. You uh, can die from heartbreak, Chris. You can die of a broken heart. That's the truth. Yes, Matt. I feel like you were going to say something. I mean, it, it just feels like the whole Kaepernick thing. Like, oh, it's the troops. Right. 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 Like, exactly. Well, that's just, what it is. It's, right. a, it's a symbol. It. Yeah. It's. Every every country has a flag. I'm sure this happens in every other country, but in America somehow the flag is this important thing that you can't touch. It, it's in some in some places it is. I mean, look, North Carolina swing state could be a big deciding factor in this election. This kid's from North Carolina. It's a North mm. Carolina thing. So there's stuff to keep your eye on. It's like I it, I don't I yes, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of the country, whatever. But it is still a you know, it's just a it is just a cloth. It's just a symbol. It's a bunch of stripes and some stars and whatever. I don't you want to set the flag on fire? Go for it. You want to set a bible on fire? Go for it. Do you want to you know what I mean? It's like as long as it's not physically harming anybody, I, do what do whatever you want. It's symbolic. The fact that he the, the his point was the teacher is stepping on this thing mm -hmm. is also symbolic. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, "Oh, and you're allowed to do it." As a, a First Amendment thing. Yes, but I'm pretty sure the school superintendent doesn't feel that way. 
Well, they, they have a comment in there. Here, let's let's continue mm-hmm. with the. It's only like a three minute video, but I just I don't know why we haven't done this in a while. But I want I like stuff like this. Heartbreak. I mean, and Heartbreak. so you stood. Uh, he even mentioned a lighter and some scissors, right? I mean, we still <laughs> a lighter on fire and I love that too. He even mentioned a lighter and some scissors. How great would it be if this guy just set that on fire in the classroom? Look, they were gonna play a rock paper scissors shoot. No, no, no. Okay. Play two. I think he was hinting at that he could have done that. He, he could have. I mean, <laughs> of course, he couldn't have done that in school. No, that's not true. But he definitely could the have. fact that he stood on top of the flag is took it to a whole another level. Sure, I mean, a lot of people think he shouldn't be doing that in school as well. But you took action. You and another classmate uh, did what in response we to that? Posted it, bro. Um, one other classmate walked out, and uh, after I which took the I don't have a problem with the kid that walks out. Walk out. That's fine. That's, that's fine. your. That's your free. Fine. You're exercising your first amount. Yeah, I don't that's like fine. what you're doing. That's Good. fine. Doesn't bother me. Pictures. I stood up, picked up the flag, and took the flag to the principal's office. No, I mean it, it, <laughs> with like a with like a with like a Revolutionary War drumbeat behind him. I'm saving old glory. Reminiscent of Rick Monday. A lot of people remember him in the outfield grabbing a flag from a po- protester trying to light it on fire. Uh, what are the other students in the class? How did they react? Did they think it was okay? Uh, did, they, did they support you? What was the reaction? I would say that uh, the majority of the school, we all understand why he did it. Did, okay, so if that's true, then, then what are you getting upset about if you understand why he did it? Well, to, to, be, to be fair, like there are two sides of this where... Yeah, I under, like, I, I'm not offended by this. I understand what people are. But it's also a good lesson to learn that, yeah, you can say whatever the hell you want, but there's also consequences to your actions. And if you do something stupid, you can't, if you say, you use free speech, there, there are, can be consequences. That's a, that's a valid point. I accept that. I, I don't like the fact, well, for, I mean, some of the language the kid's using that he's heartbroken, <laughs> but it's like, okay, well, Jesus Christ. And then they get into a different conversation here. But that is a fair point, right? The teacher can do it. Um, he's allowed to do it, technically, but... Right, people are going to react how they react. I, you know, if they wanted to walk out or whatever, fine. Then, then that's great, and that can be part of the lesson. But snitching on the guy, it's like Jesus Christ. But uh, good point. We just don't think he should have taught it that way. Sure, that makes sense. I mean, uh, <laughs> to speaking of the school, the school superintendent uh, had this to say about this uh, really stunt. Um, clearly, there are other ways to teach First Amendment uh, rights without desecrating the flag. Uh, in your mind, I mean, there's some fears amongst parents here that our, that, our, that our classrooms are not teaching patriotism or not reinforcing traditional values. Do you... F- uh, why, what? Why, why would they be reinforcing, tradi- quote, traditional values? Isn't that the point? No, I, they're fearful that the schools aren't teaching patriotism and traditional value. Uh, the schools are supposed to be a place where you fucking are challenged. You have different ideas. You you bounce ideas off each other. You learn the basics that you need to know. You must you have, have a different reinforce. definition of school in North Carolina. Yeah, well, what is this? Nineteen fucking forty eight fifty? Like we, we don't need to be. T- that's not how it works anymore. People have the internet now. You you can do research and go oh the thing they're teaching me isn't true I have a different point of view whatever like that's that's sort of what I object to here where it's like people are fearful that we're not teaching patriotism people be proud of the country when the country operates the way that the majority of us want it to operate which it doesn't at this point you don't have to even really teach patriotism patriotism is a natural feeling and a pride you get in a country when you go wow my country is fucking great I. Yes, I recognize other cultures. I recognize all this other stuff. But this country that I live in, damn it, I'm proud of it because it's doing the right thing. These people are just fighting again. They're just 
and Trump has said it too, where he's like, we're going to bring pride back to the schools, all this shit. Uh, that's just, that in and of itself is sort of totalitarianism where you're telling people, this is how you have to feel about this country. You don't love it, leave it. You know what I mean? But that's, that's insane. That's not the right way to go about this stuff. You are right. Thank you. But <laughs> uh-huh. he's still going to get suspended 10 days and that's how well, great the country appe- is. He's appealing it. Well, he's appealing appeal it. it. Well, first of all, you shouldn't, I don't know, whatever. Should he really get suspended for, t- I mean, he didn't say anything offensive. It's an act, he's, prov- he's teaching a class. He's teaching a class. Yeah, he's making an example of the 1989 Supreme Court case, Taxes versus Johnson. Oh, look at this son of a bitch. Research but, McGee over here, good. But the problem is, is they already said that you're free to do what you want under the First Amendment. So yes, you could burn the flag. Okay. Right. But he's not going to be able to step on the flag because of the conference of the school. You know, it's going to be against school regulations. But is it against school regul? I mean, we'll find out. We'll see with the appeal. Anyway, but that's not really even. The- okay. Well, well, what what was it? His own personal flag or was it the school's flag? Oh, uh, that's flag. a great question. Yeah, the school's flag. The he school's shouldn't flag. be stepping on it. Absolutely. I mean, he brought his own flag to do that. <laughs> Don't tread on me. That's right. He should have brought his own flag. Oh, meanwhile, then this kid, if it is the teacher's flag, this kid took the flag and brought it to the principal's office. He should go to jail for theft. Mm. I feel like is it cool now to not like America? I mean, other students. Yeah, fuck America, bro. I'm Canadian all the way. Students sort of say, "Hey, this is fine." Um, I think that it's becoming a norm to not be patriotic, and nice. that's something that I honestly fear. Okay. And why do you well, this that? kid is just an. I mean, it was, stop I would being have so asked afraid. Could you explain that, please? Well, this isn't. Yeah, I mean, this is this is how is someone so so him lighting the flag, him stepping on the flag isn't patriotic. Well, is that I what di- he's implying by that's that? That's what he's saying, but I disagree. I mean, I think it is patriotic to, you know, exercise the rights that you're uh, given in the country that you live in. You know what I mean? By like, the soldiers that have died. Well, what what is this? It has nothing to do with soldiers. This I'm just doing that. To do with soldiers. This, first of all, this whole. Without getting on a whole tangent, this whole thing about the soldiers every day are out there protecting our freedoms, theoretically. But uh, I mean, who's who? How is ISIS or whatever taking away our freedoms? They're not. Our government is taking away our freedoms and trying to d- fight against ISIS. So l- let's give me a fucking break. The Yahoo story we're going to talk about. I- I'm not saying that the soldiers aren't out there doing uh, heroic, fucking brave, terrifying things all the time. They are, but. They're required to do what they're told, and what they're being told is not necessarily what we pretend it to be of defending freedom every day. I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Taking nothing away from the soldiers and their sacrifice and all that stuff, and it's a, a fucking sham and a shame how our soldiers are treated when they come back with PTSD and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, that's a totally different story, but this it has nothing to do with sold- the soldiers and freedom. Get the fuck out of here. It's a flag. Because a country that isn't patriotic about itself is ultimately doomed. If you ultimately don't remember why that flag is worth fighting for and those who purchased your ability to stand on it, uh, that does certainly become a, a problem. But I want to commend uh, That's an asinine point. Also, all this talk about patriotism, it's all well and good when it's wrapped in, uh, you know, stars and stripes. You know who was really fucking patriotic? The Nazis. They loved Germany. The, oh. the, no, you understand what I'm saying? Like, 
oppressive regime regimes north korea you know who loves <laughs> their own country north koreans you know, at least they have to pretend they do they're very patriotic about north korea it's like it, it, put it in a different context it's dangerous to just have people be blindly patriotic to a thing a symbol an idea no question it step on that motherfucker and let's have a real conversation about it well yeah i was gonna i was gonna say uh, along that same point it's like the kid saying a country that isn't patriotic is doomed no question that is is blindly patriotic with you like questioning what your country's doing that's how like that's how that's what this democracy is built upon no, that's, 100%, that's why it's not yeah. a one-party system because and i hate this idea that you have like it's a, an us versus them mentality with patriotism like our views are patriotic and theirs right. aren't no patriotism is like i don't share the same views but i can still enjoy like i'm so proud to live in this country i'm glad like of course well just, the, con- the country facilitates our ability to disagree with each other peacefully and with a peaceful you know transition of power that's the whole point in the country right yeah uh, absolutely all right let's let's just wrap this one up you i know a lot of other people probably feel the same way for taking a photo and standing up and taking an action and taking it to the principal uh that's a big move so kudos to you uh and thank you for joining us i hope things uh, are ironed out there properly thank okay so i would have loved to have been in that room and saw the principal's face when he walked in with that flag that was stepped on uh, please, the principal was probably had his hands down his pants. And this guy walks in with the flag. He's like, oh, "Hi, Jason. What, what can I do for you?" And he's like, ah, "Miss Prince Teacher Francis stepped on the flag." He's like, "Uh, all right, what, what, okay, yeah, that oof, that is terrible. Can you step out for a minute?" <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next story. I, we're gonna skip one, Joey, because we're already okay. twenty minutes in. I got the debate coverage. I. I my fault. I showed up a little late to the studio today. You know, it is what it is. I was editing. I was editing some stuff. I had some other work to do. I lost track of time. Ended up getting here a little late. So my fault if we seem a little rushed or if we have to end a little early. It's completely on me. Except it's also Joey's fault. Um. All right. So <laughs> no, just gonna let it go, bro. You should go with the story. So What's next. The next story we got, by the way, we have a really good sponsor today, a new sponsor. We're going to get to them in a little while. Harold Thomas Martin, Joey. The FBI has arrested an NSA contractor on suspicion of theft of top secret classified data and documents at Booz Allen Hamilton. It sounds familiar. Yes, of Edward Snowden fame. That is the oh. uh, the organization that, that he worked for. Um, highly classified computer codes developed to hack into networks of foreign governments is what he supposedly stole this guy, hmm. this character. Um, I have a quote by Snowden and Glenn Greenwald that we'll get into. Now, remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about shadow brokers, the shadow brokers hack of like those, um, you know, different tools that were, that were housed on one network and we're not really sure. How oh yeah. 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 There. Okay. Yeah. And people were speculating it's Russian, this and that. Well, I wonder if it was him. If this guy had something to do with it, who knows? I mean, I, that, that's, I don't know that. The FBI arrested Martin on August 27th at his home right outside of Baltimore. Listen to this before I get to the the, the quotes. He faces a one year max for unauthorized removal and retention of classified material. Okay, one year in jail maximum for the classified information. He faces ten years. <laughs> For theft of government property. So we're told all the time what Snowden did is damaging to national security. And oh my God, he put us all in jeopardy. <laughs> Stealing that information, the classified information, the, the Hillary the Hillary emails, very bad. That's classified information. It's a one year in jail maximum for, mm-hmm. for taking that. 
taking government property is 10 years. So you tell me what the problem is there. Rewrite the laws. Well, I'm saying, what are they, obviously, by the, the sentencing that they've laid out here, what do they take more seriously? The classified information getting out or the fact that, like, he stole a keyboard from the NSA? Government property. Yeah. Well, it's telling, right? I think yes. it's interesting. Edward Snowden tweeted at Snowden, this is huge. Did the FBI secretly arrest the person behind the reports NSA sat on huge flaws in U.S. products? Now, this goes back to the the FBI Apple thing, where the FBI was, oh. where the FBI is trying to you know get Apple to unlock the San Bernardino phone. They actually hire a group of hackers to get into it. And they're like, "Don't worry about it. We're on it." But the FBI, um, yeah, the NSA and the FBI, they have an obligation to tell U.S. companies if they discover flaws in their system. If hackers were able to get into the phone and unlock this phone, wouldn't by definition they have been able to find some kind of uh, flaw in the yes, and they'd, they'd be required to tell. They did seemingly oh, they did it. So who knows? Convenient. So Snowden's bringing up this point. Who who knows what you know? This could have something to do with it. Glenn Greenwald says nobody is more inept at securing its own data than the NSA, but trust them to keep all yours safe and secure. Yeah, which is the truth. We keep seeing every week that more and more shit keeps getting leaked out. Things get stolen. They 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 doesn't seem like they have things uh, locked down correctly. The only way to do it is have a laptop that's not connected to the internet. Yes. What is that referred to as? Do we know? It was in uh. It's like air air blocks like. Air, air go, go Google it. Come on, <laughs> this is Matt. Just do it. Uh, yeah, it was in uh, House of Cards. It was like the whole storyline. I mean, that's not the only. I haven't I heard seen it, but... it. I thought of it first. Just saying. Are you crazy? You seriously? You haven't seen Kevin any, Spacey. You've never watched any House. I've not of Cards. seen one episode. Oh, Joey, it's f- fantastic. I do have it. It's sitting someplace nicely, mm-hmm. and I just haven't got like to on it your yet. Netflix account or something. Yeah. Okay. You should definitely watch it. It's excellent. I will be looking into that shortly. All right. Uh, Matt, while you look that up, we're going to move on to the next topic here. Yahoo email bombshell. This is a big, this is a big story. And I don't know how much it's been covered. I don't watch a ton of like the TV news or anything like that, but this is a big deal. According to an exclusive Reuters report last year, Yahoo secretly built custom software to search all of its customers incoming emails for specific information provided by us intelligence officials, hundreds of millions of accounts uh, were checked at the behest of NSA or FBI. This would seemingly be the first real-time collection of data by a U.S. internet company. Bulk collection has always been after the fact. They'll look through mm-hmm. your emails, they'll look through your phone records, whatever. This is literally, you send an email, they tracked it. You got an email, they tracked it. Every Yahoo user's account. I have a Yahoo f- account. You haven't sent an email, you're not complicated in this. I don't really use it, you're right. Mm-hmm. I use it basically because i have a yahoo fantasy hockey thing and i just don't you know transfer anything over to my gmail yeah it is what it is and like i'll send junk there you know receipts and different shit like that that i don't need or whatever but uh yeah but but there are people that do use a yahoo account uh get rid of it all that's good all emails well at least they weren't being prejudiced uh, you know well, no like, they did not discriminate at all yeah. this is also this is like kind of a non sequitur but Mar- marissa mayer who's the ceo like the head of yahoo mm-hmm. <clears throat> she not doing a great job obviously and she likely had to sign off on this i don't know if that's 100 percent, but she had to have been involved in this too. somebody signed off on it yeah um she i read an article recently where it was like 
if she gets fired, it's because of sexism and in like with CEOs and corporate America, it's like there might be sexism, but it's also possible she's terrible at this and she betrayed oh, the she entire up. her entire uh you know company clientele her clientele yeah I couldn't think of the word right her, her the people that use her products uh, consumers just, customers consumers oh. yes customers that's exactly what I was looking for I mean it, it just depends on what the stock price does after this like if the stock price doesn't isn't hurt by I think it's gonna be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, uh, she could keep her job if the stock if the stocks don't crash. Yeah, I think she's going to lose her job. But okay, uh, Google. This is what they had to say. We've never received such a request, but if we did, our response would be simple: No way. Yeah, that's the other thing to not get lost in the shuffle here. Yes, Yahoo f- fucked up and did a terrible thing, but our government is asking our internet service providers all these to do it to begin with to do it. Hmm. Right. Also, Joey. Oh, I got yeah, here. I got a Microsoft. We have never engaged in the secret scanning of email traffic like what has been reported today about Yahoo. All right. They're all going to say that, but it's probably going to come out that it's just not Yahoo. We'll see. This is Yahoo's statement. The article is misleading, referring to the Reuters report. We narrowly interpret every government request for user data to minimize disclosure. The mail scanning described in the article does not exist on our systems. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it did not exist on our systems and that we didn't do it. That just says, like, right now we're not doing it. So, mm. you you know, what do you want us to do about this? Uh, also, according to a New York Times article, Yahoo may have repurposed a spam filter designed to catch child porn emails to help satisfy the secret court order that it searched for messages containing a signature tied to the communications of a state-sponsored terrorist organization. Now... This is the bigger issue. I have a quote here. Yahoo Yahoo can't actually really comment on this and explain why they did it because of FISA requests and orders are secret by law. The secret FISA court, which detail, you know, you have to go to a FISA court, lay out your plan to a judge uh-huh. who decides in secret whether you're allowed to wiretap or do this or that. It's all secret and it, we cannot find out about it by law. Which means This was that- set up under the Bush administration. Incidentally, which means that there is a possibility that everything they did is not illegal. Well, no, it's illegal 100% to blanket collect people's information. You can't do that. You do without it. Oh, and okay, if if in any circumstance it was okay, that means the FISA court okayed bulk collection, which that's in what and I'm of itself. Yeah, but I but there's that we'll never know. But I can't imagine that was actually well, the case. Well, it's 100% legal. The government's asking you to do this. If the government's literally asking you to do it, they're not going to come back and say, no, we're going to prosecute you for, th- you for this. Th- what they're doing is legal. It's like we have to go after the government if we want that change. And yeah, not, 100%. Well, that's, I mean, that's something that's come up with the FISA court before because yeah. there is no, it's literally just, I want this information. So I go and talk to a judge. I present my case. There is no other side. There is no, uh, you know, United States of America citizens lawyer there or whatever to be like, well, I don't think you need to read everybody's email to do this. Hmm. Okay, there's a quote about the FISA court from Richard Kalko, who's uh, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence Spokesman. He says, Under FISA, activity is narrowly focused on specific foreign intelligence targets and does not involve bulk collection or use generic keywords or phrases. So that he's saying this can't be true. There's no way that Yahoo was asked to collect all this and look for a specific email signature tied to this group but that's not true we know that's not true Snowden has told us that's not true a lot of people that have come out as whistleblowers have said no they are collected you, you we can pretend they're not 
but they 100% are. So this statement already is a lie, but this is the official statement. The United States only uses signals intelligence for national security purposes and not for the purpose of indiscriminately reviewing the emails or phone calls of ordinary people. Uh, I don't believe you. And even if it's not specifically, even if they are collecting all this shit and they're not specifically reviewing it, like mm-hmm. just sifting through, which let's be honest, you know, they are somebody, is. somebody is at some point that, right. Something is being done with the emails that they're collecting. Uh, even if they're not, wait until you get arrested for something. <laughs> now they they already have this evidence that which is a, a massive problem which we've talked about before. They can scan across a number of different points of information and then create a pretty full picture of who you are based on your metadata, where you make phone calls from, who you email, what you talk about, what you search for, all this stuff. But you have nothing what, how to hide. Po- how many Pokemons you have? Uh, <laughs> how, what is the plural Pokemon? Pokemon? Pokemon's already plural. Oh. <laughs> Touche. Okay. Uh, like mooses. <laughs> yes. Moose. All right. I believe it's meese. Meeses? I believe it's yeah, meeses. Meeses. Meeses can, is the plural. Can, can you please Google that? Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so this is a this is a mess. This is a whole crazy story. There's going to be more coming out about this. You know, in this case, I would love to be the fly in the wall just to see what they were looking up, just just for fun. Like how like the keywords could be, I hate my sister-in-law or well, no, maybe but, something interesting yeah we already know that they have that capability yes. we know that they're able to use these different pro x key score and different things like that where they're able to search in specific things and, and look up information this does just seems like they're collecting bulk and they repurpose some of these spam filters so instead of looking for child porn t- terminology or different things they're looking for a specific signature of this terrorist group that they're you know for whatever reason they're looking for so every email is getting scanned and if that comes up now here's the problem here's another problem too much emails to go through like they've mentioned how about the haystack yes but that's why the real-time thing is even worse because they don't have to go through it they're getting it's already being filtered as it's coming through which is a different level it takes to a different level it's one thing look look at it this way we're looking there's a it's a pile of diamonds Okay, we're looking for a red ruby in the middle of that pile of diamonds, and it's a fucking massive pile. And we have it sitting in our basement, and we have to scan through it and look for that one red ruby in the middle of the thing. Here's the difference. Instead of it being just a pile in your basement, you now get to see it go through a sifter on its way into your basement, and it's going to catch all the red rubies as the other diamonds go through the sifter. That's the difference. You're getting it in real time. So they're not actually having to go through the haystack. They're just, things are going to pop up as it's going along, and they're going to catch it immediately. It makes it much easier for them. It's going to flag it. Yes, it makes it much easier, but it also takes the the privacy thing, uh, you know, the surveillance thing and and violations of, of Fourth Amendment and all that stuff. There is no privacy. There is no privacy then at that point because it's real time. The other issue with it is say they're look well, i don't know what phrase they're looking for but i'm sure the odds are pretty high that they're gonna flag things that have nothing to do with this that have similar phrases or different words in it so what, what happens then if your email is being tracked secretly you have no idea that's being secretly to your point you're like you didn't do anything but you have that phrase in there somehow it's a Russian phrase or an Arabic phrase or an English phrase or whatever it is. They keep tabs on you until right. you do something stupid if you happen to be or guilty. Or not if you do something. What if you want to go fly somewhere? And now you're on a fl- no-fly list. They you can't, can't no-fly list of- you on an email. Uh, children are on the no-fly list, Joey. Children are. The okay. Infants, they can't fly. They're on there. And there's no way off the no-fly list once you get My point being, you can inadvertently end up in a bad situation without ever having done anything or knowing you did it just because you have a phrase 
that means something to our, you know, surveillance state. It's a, it's a really, this is a very big deal. The good news is it's not Gmail, it's fucking Yahoo. So mm-hmm. if you have a Yahoo account, I, I would suggest getting rid or stop using it at least if, you know, or try to unwind that. I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, you haven't logged into you. Oh, no, you, I do. Lo- I'm you telling do. you, I do you log do into it, it, but I don't okay. send email from it. You know what I mean? It's, it's li- anything that's coming through there is spam or it's just something from a fantasy hockey league. So that literally it's nothing, but, um, yeah, you shouldn't be using it. This isn't just Yahoo though, right? It's a broader, it is Yahoo doing this, but it's a broader picture of, Hey, how come our government is doing this? At all. They're not allowed to do this. This is illegal. Because they're trying to protect the majority of people living in the country. Well, and there you go. And, that, and that's the thing. This this kid's afraid that the flag is being stepped on. Why, why don't you be afraid that everything you've ever said is being recorded to be used against you at a later date, just in case? I think you're being paranoid. No, it's not. It's paranoid if we didn't have evidence, but we do have evidence. It's paranoid mm. to be like, oh my God, the government's after me. But like you didn't, there, there's, but this really is happening. That's yes. not a mistake. This well, is the real deal. And like our, our own country's history gives us reason to be afraid of this. Like, let's just go back to Joseph McCarthy. All you need, all it takes is one person who is going to go around waving the flag of, we need to be blindly patriotic. And yes. then he has everything he needs to persecute whoever he wants. A hundred percent. This is exactly, this directly ties into the whole blind patriotism debate. Well, absolutely it does. And it's, again, fear drives this in times of stability and relative peace and whatever people aren't fearful so they're less willing to say jesus i need to be protected i'm so scared to go outside we're in a time where half the country or one party anyway is all they do is stoke fear we need to restore law and order order. our streets are running red with blood our police are being shot dead everybody lives in hell that's the rhetoric all the time meanwhile it's not like we got a fucking dove on the other side who is you know just totally against war and all this stuff she's not um and legitimately there are you know we're seeing around the world and we're seeing in certain instances there is there is some element of terrorism happening there's you know seemingly rampant gun violence the police are actually just killing innocent citizens so there is this this heightened level of Fuck, we 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 got to do something about this. And then you're willing to give away fundamental rights. You're willing to blindly accept this is what we have to do because you know we got to be patriotic. We got to rally around the flag. You know, it's 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 a weird time that we're in. But it's important to recognize this stuff and go, man, this is not the way it has to be. And it's actually, I think, more patriotic and more trying to perfect the union to be against this stuff and stand up and see it and say something about it. So here's a question for you. Yeah. We're going to take a police department where certain of the police officers might have been sending emails to one another Okay, that could be considered uh, inappropriate. How? Racist? Racist, sexual, sexual, racial slurs, whatever you might have. (laughs) Now, I'm so not, this I'm not is even going comment on. on how you said racial slurs there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, so it's going on, and the government has an opportunity to red flag individuals that could possibly be a threat to society. Yeah. Because that, to me, uh, using certain type of language would be a marker for someone who might be more willing to um, do something that's questionable. Oh, absolutely. Sure. You're saying sort of red flag people ahead of time. Yes. Look, because if you're going to do it anyway, you might as well use it for the power of good. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right. I mean, obviously, you're playing devil's advocate here, but right. That's the thing. But but that is 
100% part of the argument. And you can definitely see that argument being made. Uh, again, one more 9-11 type event, a big event like that. Or even, you know, a lesser scale, but something that's, you know, really sears into people's psyche. Privacy is going to change. Yeah, well, it's it's cha- it's going to change no matter what. But but yes, but things like what you're talking about where, it, where you go, well, you know, we've seen that people that use this type of language... They tend to do, they, most of them tend to be violent. So we should start flagging them and maybe we just, we'll just arrest, you know, we'll start following them before they do anything. Just in yeah, case. Just, we send a drone over. See, see how Exactly. Doing. Which, you know, we've talked about this though, where we go, look, people were on the FBI radar at a certain point. They let them go. Yeah. They, those are people that you need to watch because they did something to, to belong on the radar. The problem is who's overseeing that. You know, it's a very fine line because it's easy to say, in the abstract, like, well, this is something we need to do. But when you actually see it practically play out, it's a different story. But right. But uh, you that can is true. You can, you can definitely see a, a situation where this would take, you know, where, where this can escalate. And it is escalating. It's as it's all right. It's escalated right here with the We saw it. This is new. And wh- who knows uh, where else this is being played out. Final thoughts. Who do you think is worse in this case? The NSA or the FBI? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, they're worse. Whatever they they do, they do what they're going to take advantage of being unchecked. Essentially, you know what I mean. And, and that, that's the whole point of why our government is supposed to work the way it works, but it is falling apart slowly but surely with corporate influence and lobbyists and apathy and all this stuff. The, they're going to do what they're going to do, and we don't elect the people that run the NSA or work at the FBI. We elect the person that. Get, you know, gets to appoint those people. Oh, imagine law and order candidate Trump choosing uh, absolutely. That be, them people. Absolutely. But, but no, we're going to talk about, and we'll see in the debate. There's some stupid shit going on in there, but the, the, this, this is, is this going to come up on Sunday? There's a debate on Sunday. No, is not once. Happen? I got to feel like it will come up, but what kind of cogent argument are we really going to have about this? And which one of them, and I'm really asking which one of them would be like, yeah, we need to, we need to be, we need to tone this down. They'll pay lip service to it. Maybe Hillary will, but she's not going to fucking turn, tone this down. No, because we hear it from Kane in the debate. We're going to talk about hawkish, and I have the I have the notes. Let's let's do it. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the 2016 update. Then we'll get to the debate clubs. We'll do an ad in between, and then we'll uh, we'll try to wrap up the show. Cause we're going we're 40 minutes. In okay. Here. Um, I feel bad because I skipped uh, again. My fault, but we skipped a an Exxon. Exxon's being sued for something, some climate change stuff. But I could save it for next week. Yeah. All right, 2016 up, Joey, update, Joey. 538.com. Hilly Beans has a 60, 76.2% chance of winning the presidency as of right now. Trumpers is at a minuscule 23.8%. Thank God reality has finally set in once again. Uh, things seem seem back on track. How do you feel about that? Uh, just wait. Sunday night, the gloves going to come off, and Donald Trump is going to have a bombshell. I don't know what it is but he's going to drop it. I I mean, I think you're... He's going to raise 20 points. Whatever it is, the bombshell is going to raise him 20 points. I don't I don't think so. All right. Uh, in Ohio, we were worried about Ohio. We've been talking about it recently. It's flipped back 53% to 46.9%. Hillary Clinton is now ahead in Ohio, according to Nate Silver. Good. Uh, Florida has a 17% chance of being a tipping point state. Meaning Florida is obviously extremely important. And what percent was that? 
seventeen percent chance 17%. of being the one that is the tipping point state, the one that pushes huh. whichever candidate over the threshold. Uh, I got some very interesting white people voting. What is it? What the hell word is this? Hab- oh, white people voting habits. You want to check this out? So this mm-hmm. is really interesting. Now this is also from Nate Silver, and you guys could check it out if you wanted to. Um, they did a poll like a scientific one and they broke down the demographics people who are most clinton leaning people that are most likely to vote for hillary clinton versus people that are most trump leaning and they have these demographic groups and the percentage of the the vote share for each candidate okay religious attendance Hmm. people that say they never attend religious functions 71 percent go to hillary yes people who go weekly 31 percent go to trump I thought that would have been higher. I would too. Education. People who have a post-grad education, 64% are going to go to Hillary. High school grad or less, 35% go to Trump. Population density. If you live in an urban environment or like a big city, 64% of the time you're going to go for Hillary. Or, you know, the people that do go for Hillary, 64% of them are live in an urban environment. Rural for Trump is 42%. Hmm. Um, well, and again, you know what? I'm stupid. I'm reading it wrong. The other side that I'm saying is this is Clinton's vote share, meaning people religious attendance, people that never go to church, 71% will vote for Hillary. People who go weekly, only 31% would vote for Hillary. You understand what I'm saying? It, well, it's not the other side is Trump. It's This is both sides is Clinton. I'm sorry. I was oh, reading it wrong. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, right, which is why it didn't make sense. Education, post-grad, 64% vote for Hillary. High school grad or less, 35% would vote for Hillary. This is white people. Urban environment, 64% for Hillary. Rural, 42% for Hillary, which is kind of, it's a little high, I would think, right? That's interesting. Uh, Northeastern people, 59% of them will vote for Hillary. South, 41% will vote for Hillary, which that makes sense. Gender, women, 56%. Man, 43%. Wow. Right? But this is where it's breaking down, and it makes sense. Age, 18 to 29, 56% will go for Hillary. 65 plus, 47%, which is a decent number, I think. Income, this is an interesting one too. 30,000 to 50,000, 51% will go for Hillary. That's 51% of those people are Hillary's vote share. 50,000 to 75,000, 46% will go for Hillary as well. So things turn on religion and income, essentially, because the income thing, people that are making 30 to 50, she's getting 51% of that. 50,000 to 75,000, which is obviously quite a bit higher than 30,000, 46%. So she's getting a, a good amount of people that are educated and people that are younger or whatever, and so they might not be making as much money at that point. So it's it's an interesting thing. But yeah. Hillary you know, is in a good position here to, to, to win the thing, and that's why you know her, her numbers are up. Because she's hitting more demographics. Trump's whole gamble is dumb racist people plus w- like m- more like richer white people. That That's what he's betting on. Mm-hmm. That there's going to be more of those than everyone else. <laughs> but that's not how, but that's just not the case. Well, well, I'd be curious to see how those numbers compare to every other presidential election and along the Republican Democrat split. Because I, I mean, four years ago, Part of like after the whole after the uh, Republicans lost election, they got together and said, "Okay, we've got to we've got to branch out and get more than just the white the rich white crowd." Oh yeah, but they don't know how to do it. Yeah, and then they nominate the guy who's going to go after that exact demographic, and they 
Like this is not the Republican Party has been known has known that this is becoming more a problem as like you can't just depend on the old white crowd every year. That's no, of course, right? But but that's but that is what they end up doing, and yeah. that's you know why it's a stagnating party, and they're probably going to lose another election. And how long before they start at, like before they actually address it, or they just start becoming irrelevant? If that's well, the case. irrelevant is definitely another the, eight the years. situation. So listen to this. So we got two big endorsements, Joey. Uh, USA Today, and they're big, not because I think they're actually going to matter, but it's interesting in the context of these are institutions in the country. They never really endorse anyone. But they chose to do it this year. They chose to do it. So it's worth mentioning just to have that and go, well, that's that's interesting that these these two that I'm about to mention endorsed a person. Why? And their reasoning is... <laughs> it's against Trump, though. That That's the thing. They're endorsing the candidate because the other one is so bad right it's not hillary so good it's that donald trump is to them so bad yeah but that should be fucking really telling usa today okay Mm -hmm. usa today the paper of hotels and it's just a it's like just a paper it's like here's information in very simple terms it's for everybody i mean it's literally for the whole country for the first time ever usa today made an endorsement This is the endorsement Mm -hmm. part of it. This year, the choice isn't between two capable major party nominees who happen to have significant ideological differences. This year, one of the candidates, Republican nominee Donald Trump, is, by unanimous consensus of the editorial board, unfit for the presidency. From the day he declared his candidacy 15 months ago through this week's first presidential debate, Trump has demonstrated repeatedly that he lacks the temperament, knowledge, steadiness, and honesty that America needs from its presidents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily scathing, but firm. Yes. And it's very clear. This next one, scathing. The Atlantic, all right, which is one of the most respected periodicals, news, whatever, ever, okay, in this country, for only the third time in its 106 years of publication, mm-hmm. the Atlantic endorsed Hillary Clinton. The other two people that the Atlantic has endorsed, Lyndon Johnson, but because Barry Goldwater, not they weren't so much endorsing Lyndon Johnson, but they were against Barry Goldwater, Mm -hmm. and Abraham Lincoln. Those are the other two people that they endorsed, Johnson and Abraham Lincoln. That's how, A, old the Atlantic is, how, you know, respected it is. Okay, listen to this. I like nothing more than this type of well-worded, precise reasoning. Okay. I, lo- I literally love this. Here we go. This is, the, this is part of the Atlantic's endorsement. These concerns compel us for the third time since the magazine's founding to endorse a candidate for president. Hillary Rodham Clinton has more than earned through her service to the country as first lady, as a senator from New York, and as a secretary of state, the right to be taken seriously as a White House contender. She has flaws, some legitimately troubling, some exaggerated by her opponents, but she is among the most prepared candidates ever to seek the presidency. We are confident that she understands the role of the United States in the world, and we have no doubt that she will apply herself assiduously to the problems confronting this country. And she has demonstrated an aptitude for analysis and hard work. Now, by the way, can I just say the Atlantic is not like some liberal rag. The Atlantic tends to actually lean more conservative. Jeffrey Goldberg writes for the Atlantic. So it's not just... Ta-Nehisi Coates does as well. So, okay, there's different people represented, but it's not, uh, you know, it, it's not whatever, Salon or something. It's not some, mm-hmm. like, left-wing thing. This is, like, a legitimate 
magazine. Listen to this. Listen to this paragraph. Donald Trump, on the other hand, has no record of public service and no qualifications for public office. His effect is that of an infomercial huckster. He traffics in conspiracy theories and racist invective. He is appallingly sexist. He is erratic, secretive, and xenophobic. He expresses admiration for authoritarian rulers and evinces authoritarian tendencies himself. He is easily goaded, a poor quality for someone seeking control of America's nuclear arsenal. He is an enemy of fact-based discourse. He is ignorant of and indifferent to the Constitution. He appears not to read. Oof. Can I tell you something? Oof. No, let that one sink in. They they literally go, he doesn't he seems to not read anything. Mm-hmm. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's an authoritarian. He's erratic. Oof. Fact based <laughs> He is an enemy of fact-based discourse. Yikes. Um if I was gonna take a corporation or the idea of a corporation. Yeah. And I was gonna take all the evil and personify it. Okay. Who would you get? What are you saying? Trump Donald or? Trump. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Again, I think Trump gets what he has to do to try to do this. Like, I think he has a plan. I don't think Donald Trump believes any of the shit he's saying, frankly. I really don't. I don't. But greatest. But we can't take the risk. Greatest performance ever by any man alive ever. I mean. If he doesn't believe it. He's just a caricature of an 80s businessman. Yeah, he's just, he, exactly, right, exactly. It's not a great performance. He's just pretending to be, you know, whatever, the Monopoly man. Like, that's what he's doing. I mean, I, I truly believe, like, the whole idea that he's, he just uh, has always felt the need to prove that he's worthy of what he has. And it's like, you just see this man that has a Napoleonic complex and knows he's not qualified, but needs to do everything he can to prove it. Yeah, for sure. He likes, he he loves being adored. That's what he likes. He likes people agreeing with him. He, you know, he likes being in the spotlight. Uh, meanwhile, Joey, it came, and Matt, uh, it came out over the weekend that Trump could have avoided taxes for up to 18 years by claiming a $916 million loss in 1995. He declined. Now listen to this. This is from the tax return from 95. He declined to contribute to the New Jersey Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund, the New Jersey Wildlife Conservation Fund, or the Children's Trust Fund, or contribute the $1 it costs to publicly finance New Jersey's elections for governor in 1995. Didn't it? No. No. No, thank you. I couldn't do $1? Couldn't do it. Trump, this is also revealed in this, the Taj Mahal Casino, he claims, lost $25.5 million during six months in 1990. The Trump Castle Casino lost $43.5 million in its first year. The Trump Shuttle, which was his airplane you know, line, mm-hmm. his air fleet, whatever, lost $34.5 million during its first six months. Now, he either, this is, the, this is the situation we're in. He either did lose that amount of money, which shows that he's not some kind of business genius. He's an idiot. He's losing millions of dollars on a casino, which is almost fucking impossible. It's rigged against you, so he's, there's no way you can lose He found money. a way. He found a way to do it. Or... He's lying about that so he doesn't have to pay taxes for 20 years. You pick. Well, which one do you think it is? We don't know because he won't release his taxes. But one of those things has to be true. I tend to be of the he's not that good of a businessman strategy he's, or, uh, approach. He's uh, Possible. He's, he's filed bankruptcy four times, I think it is. Like right before, like right before the housing crisis in 08, he started up a lending company. It's like that right. was a great idea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, but then, but all of it. I mean, here's the thing. He's either sucks at business and he's doing it honestly, but he's terrible at it. He's tricking us with these numbers i guess there is a third option he 
intentionally does these things for some of his own benefit. We don't know what that benefit is because we can't see his tax returns. Now, the Trump Foundation, we're going to because I want to keep this moving a little bit because we're only going to have a few minutes to talk about the debate, I think. Okay. The Trump Foundation has been ordered by New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman to stop all fundraising for violating state law. Ooh. Okay. These are He wasn't going to win New York anyway, though. Forget that. It's it speaks to character. It speaks to who this guy is, how he operates. People are going to fucking lose their bananas about Hillary and her emails and whatever. And like uh, Colin Powell said, it's hubris that fucks things up for her. This guy is a fucking infomercial huckster, the way The Atlantic puts it. He literally can't take, he can't accept more money to a charity organization, a foundation, because he can't be trusted to do the right thing with the, with, with the money. He's violating it. So they've just stopped him from doing it. That if, if that came out about Hillary Clinton, about the Clinton Foundation... Do you know the, it would be damning. the shit storm? Yeah. But this, it's just, eh, it's water off the duck's back. I mean, he is losing the election now, but water off the duck's back because what else is new? It's, we're in a really, so anyway, so I wanted to put that out there. But this question still remains with all this, with all the negatives that this one man has, how the hell did he get this for? Because there's a lot of people. No one that, did any research? No. No, because that because how long have we heard the lamestream media, this and that? Anything that comes out about Trump is just because people are against Trump. The judge that might side against him in the Trump University case, because he's Mexican and Trump's trying to kick illegal immigrants out. The, every everything that happens against it. Look, the debate was rigged, okay? They they must have given Hillary yeah, the questions. Mic. Or the mic goes out or whatever. Nothing is gonna be Trump's fault. And there's just a lot of deluded idiots out there that are willing to go, Yeah. But that's not the case. I mean, there's just mounds of evidence and if you don't want to look at it fine but do it at your own peril because i think the party like you said is 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 you know they're, they're just they're going to continue to lose they're in disarray and and this is this is the example you know trump is at the head of it so it's actually quite representative that he is the head of this party well uh i mean i say he's not good at business there's one thing he's always been good at and that's self-promotion so that's how he yeah. got here. It's like he's like yes. if you if you look at where he actually makes money, it's he, he sells he sells his name to other people. Like other like a lot of resorts and condo projects like oh it have has a Trump name. Right. And therefore it's like people can trust it. Right. Like that's where he makes his money. He's he's built a name. Marketing. He's a, he's he's a, a marketing. He, he's guy. a Kardashian. He's not a businessman. <laughs> yes, I mean you're you're absolutely right. Right. And people that are going to be mad at the Kardashians but would vote for Trump. It's like, dude, you you're basically voting for Khloe Kardashian. So you, you just don't even realize. It's a great point, man. Um yeah, that's great. I mean, I have nothing else to say there. So we also got these Hillary Clinton leak sound bites, which I don't know, Joey. Do you think we should? Yep, me, plan. No, no, no. I'm asking you. God damn it. I'm asking <laughs> you something. Okay. Do you think we should do that and and risk running out of time to do the VP stuff? Or do you think we should just mention the, the Hillary clips and then get to the VP stuff? I, I think we honestly do, do the, the, clips. The, the, the clips, Joey, to me weren't damning i think people got upset about them maybe wrongly but could Bernie you just play the minute. one about the millennials i don't remember which one it, yeah uh, all right fine all right fine let's just play the one i don't remember which one it was i didn't skip them no nah, all right here we go fine we'll, we'll play one here we go and then i have bernie i'm gonna do my bernie yeah. impression we'll read his quote some are new to politics completely they're children of the great recession and they are living in their parents basement uh, they feel that. See, so, like people got an, uh, like people, I guess, in the room laughed, but it's like, yeah, because she's giving a fucking nine thousand dollar a plate dinner speech. You know what I mean? It's like, of course, people laughed at that because it's like, oh, true. But kids do live in their parents' basement. That's a That's, real fucking reality. They're, you know, that 
they got their education and the jobs that are available to them are not at all what they envisioned for themselves. Yes. And they don't see much of a future. Yes. I met with a group of young uh, black millennials today and you know, one of the young women said, you know, none of us feel like we have the job that we should have gotten out of college. Um, and we don't believe that the job market is going to give us much of a chance. So that is a mindset that is really affecting their politics. And so if you're feeling that you're consigned to, you know, being a barista or, you know, some other job that doesn't pay a lot and doesn't have much of a ladder of opportunity attached to it, then the idea that maybe, just maybe, you could be part of a political revolution is pretty appealing. And that, okay, so is that wrong? Is she wrong by that? No. This is the thing, like, I, I, God knows on this podcast, I've talked about Hillary Clinton enough that I'm not voting for it, whatever. This, to me, is good Hillary. Like, this is what I, this is right. This yeah. is correct. It's This is her demonstrating, yeah, she understands the situation. It's not, uh, I don't think she, I don't view her as being disparaging here. She's no. just saying what's true. You have a bunch of voters that happen to fit into what she's talking about that I feel is completely true. Right, and when you get, and when you get somebody like Bernie Sanders saying, you know, uh, like an ideal, putting putting out an ideal that is different than what you've heard for most of your life. Yeah, you rally around that. Well, like, so, good. Uh, I mean, people complain about her being out of touch. That proves she's actually this quite, is quite aware of the situation. One hundred percent. This is hundred percent in touch. Yes. I think we all should be really understanding of that. And, and meanwhile, and then she goes, "I think we should all be really understanding, understanding of that." Yeah. yeah. So I, so you know, I don't know if this was like a big story this week or whatever. But I saw it, of course. Um, to, to me, this makes me go, well, Hillary gets what's going on. And, yeah. th and this isn't, this isn't the reason you shouldn't support her. You know, we should try to do the best we can, uh, not to be, you know, a wet blanket on idealism. You want people to be idealistic. You want them to set big goals, but to take what we can achieve now and try to present them as bigger goals. I mean, getting our, I'm a progressive that likes to get things done. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but that's this, when she says that, it sounds like, uh, just a sound, but th that, that is who she is. Yeah. She's, she's like, look, yeah, well, you can have these big ideas. We're not going to be able to do them. We know that, but let's try to take that and go, okay, maybe we could do this. Or maybe we could do yeah. it. Like she, that's just called a strategy. Like that just makes sense. You know, Bernie was going to have to re reconcile with that. He wasn't going to get all of it done. But fine, throw the big ideas out, get people on board with you, get elected, and then and go, see okay, what now we can, what we can do. But that's what happened with Obama as well. It was a lot of idealism, a lot of ideal, and then you get there and you go, oh. We were well oversold on that, though. Um, no, I, I believe that most of what Obama promised was possible. I think he just didn't d do it the way that, um, you know, I, I think we envisioned at the time. And I think also, the obviously, the opposition... Was hurts there. there you know what no, I mean? it's like, no one could have seen foreseen such an obstructionist congress like that i think you could have foreseen it i think you needed to work harder when you had the 60 vote supermajority. you had to work to get your own democrats uh in line and i don't think obama did a good enough job of being down there talking to them every day really reaching out doing this trying to form consensus because you could break the, the republicans you could see it i mean some of them are turning on trump right now like there's a way to do it you just he, i don't think he did it right and that does speak a little bit then to inexperience you know he wasn't in government that long well, this this one she's she's been there for her whole fucking life she's ready well he like he was too, obama was always on compromise and that hurt him hurt him in the end a bit but 
Well, I think he liked to say that because that's what people pretend they like. I think the American people like the idea of bipartisanship and compromise, but they don't like that because that's actually one party rule and that's idiocy. Yeah, it shows weakness. Yeah, American people like the way, like the idea of getting their way, but right. But they only, but sometimes the way to get your way is to not compromise. You yeah. know what I mean? There's certain areas where you can, and there's certain areas where you can't. Don't don't take the public option off the table immediately when you start. Or whatever. We're not, okay, <laughs> let Harley finish up. Country to 100% universal coverage is a big deal. Getting that Affordable Care Act to work better for people, getting the costs down so that people feel that they can afford the care that they now have access to, that's a big deal. You know, going after infrastructure, manufacturing, combating climate change by setting some big goals like half a billion new solar panels by the end of my first term and enough clean power to power every home in America by the end of my second term, that's a big goal. So what we have to do and what I'm... Tr- I'd be pumped if she could do that <laughs> in eight years, if she could power every, you know, who knows? But th- yeah, that's a that's a likable and respectable and great goal to go for. For sure. Absolutely. Trying to do um, is to make the case that we've got ideals, we've got big goals, but we also believe that the path to progress is one that you just you, you know what this reminds me of when she goes we have big ideas we have big old it's like you and your friends plan to like sneak out of the house and go see an r-rated movie yeah. or something but your mom finds out and she's like listen you can't do that but i'll tell you what you could stay up late tonight i'll rent you a movie have popcorn in the den you can have it sleep over there you know what i mean it's like yeah. like she's like listen you're not going to be able to do this like r- radical thing you want to do but this is what but we, can. we can do some stuff you know but but that's not a bad it's just a different person you yeah. know what i mean now i'm not just like painting hillary as like this matronly like oh you know look well but she's she's a hawk and she's got a lot of issues or whatever but that but i'm just breaking it down for the the purpose of this conversation just have to get up every day and work on you have to make it your life's work if you do this full time you have to make it part of your civic responsibility um for others and just keep making that case and she will do um, that. She's a worker. It's not as exciting. It doesn't promise a revolution. I mean, I'm still trying to understand the revolution part because here's how I think about it. In order, I mean, and, and, and Senator Sanders sort of alludes to this. In order to have the revolution, first we have to take back the Senate and get to 60 votes. Mm. Yeah. Then we've got to take back the House. And that may require some redistricting in order to get people out of safe Republican seats so they can be competitive again. I think we're already in like year six or seven uh, of a two-year term. See, so like that's the only thing that I think is annoying. I think it's an overlooking the fact that if you can get a large percentage of the youth in this country involved, in, the politics. involved in politics with the big ideas, with the idea of a revolution, you actually create that revolution and you create the redistricting. You create, you make the momentum possible to get these things done. Without that, yeah, it seems impossible. Like. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So just just the the idea of saying yes, we can do, which is very powerful. That's why Obama, yes, we can, yes, we can. The more you say, hey, this is something that we're going to do. There's no question in my mind we're going to get it done. That confidence creates a groundswell, and that creates power, and that creates momentum. So that's where Hillary diverges, and that that's maybe the only part that I could take umbrage to here, but. And also, what you have to keep in mind, too, is with the advent of social media, now everybody knows what everybody's up to. Right. So you have a... And with Yahoo scanning, everybody really knows. That you have this reaffirming uh, sense that it is doable. 
Absolutely. Well, and that's, I mean, power of positivity and all that stuff where you, where you put out the right ideas and, you know, uh, good things will come to you if you're, you're thinking like that's, imp- who knows how, but that, that does matter. Yes. It may matter because you can show it in the absence of that. When there isn't that, you can see that, yeah, things become much more grueling and it's very hard to get people on board. So, you know, those of us who understand this, who've been experienced, who've worked in it, know that it's, it's a false promise. But I don't think you tell idealistic people, particularly young people, that they bought into a false promise. You try to do the best you can to say, hey, you know, that, that's his view, that's what he is offering you, but here's another way where actually we can achieve a lot of what we have said starting day one and, and make a real difference in people's lives. And I tell them all the time, all right, so there you go. So that's yeah. one of the clips. There was another clip, but that's fine. I think also, though, uh, you know, I just got the sense that the generation of people, I guess we're technically millennials, Joey, but whatever, but we're, we're a little bit older than that. Like, I think they're willing to get nothing, but like while shooting for the chance to get everything. You know what I mean? Like she's talking about compromise, things mm-hmm. we can achieve. I think we're sort of a burn it down kind of generation. All or nothing. You know what I mean? And... um. I'm kind of like that. You know what I mean? Uh, certain things, not, not all the time, but I, but I have the mentality of if we're not going to get it done correctly, if we're not going to go all well, the way here and it. really feel like it is do or die, then, then you have nothing. Then you, then you just, you're nothing. You're just indifferent. You know what I mean? Um, so whatever. But anyway, so that, that was the Hillary clips and I, I don't think there was anything, uh, that fucking damning there. Certainly Bernie Sanders in response says, I agree with her. There are young people who want deeply, who went deeply into debt, worked very hard to get a good education. They are living in their parents' basements, and that's the point there. Take a hard look at Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Take a hard look at the needs of the American people, issue by issue. The bottom line here is that since the primary election, Secretary Clinton has worked with me. Clinton is far and away the superior candidate. Okay, yeah, that's the truth. So... And she has really worked with, I mean, that's the thing she has aside from the, uh, you know, the bullshit with the DNC, but it's like, you know, since, yes, since she's won, she has adopted even some of Bernie's platform. What is she going to do with it? Who knows? But, you know. Could we just break something down for a second? Yeah, break it down, Joe. Okay. Uh, The living in the pound's basement. Yeah. Negative connotation to it. Uh, Sure, yes. Why are they living in the pound's basement? It's free rent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's a different spin that uh, uh, Bernie put on as opposed to Hillary, where Bernie's like, they're forced to do it. Hillary's like, oh, they're, this is what they do. Yeah. And on the other side, Republicans are, you know, it's like they're lazy takers. So, it, so is it being lazy or? No, it's not being, la- I mean, not being lazy. I some, mean, some sense it is probably, but it's it's also like, well, what the, f- you know, it's hopelessness. It's, I, or I have a job, but it's not paying enough, whatever, you know. Okay. So it could come down to, um, quality of life sure okay is that the government's responsibility to make sure that every person can have their own household or their own living quarters because that's what it really comes down to well maybe in the strictest sense it is or Uh, it comes down to having a support system yeah well i think well like i was gonna say i think in the strictest sense yeah if you know, 
do people deserve to have their own? But I think if, if opportunity doesn't appear there, like she was talking about, if people graduate with whatever degree mm-hmm. and they want to, they actually want to work in that field, something they're really interested in, they can't get that job. Now, now you're working wherever, like she said, at Starbucks and you're living in your parents' basement. It's, it's, uh, it's very unmotivating if that's a word to, be in that situation. So it's not even like they couldn't make enough to get out of the bit. You know, it's like, there's a lot of factors at play there, but yeah, I mean, should the government provide housing to people that are able to live with their parents? Not necessarily. I think homeless people, I don't think anybody in this country should be homeless Mm -hmm. or starving or medically, you know, just dying. Like, I think you should be able to get healthcare, basic, basic place to live and food. That, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you shouldn't be starving. Bullshit. We, we have enough. There's plenty to go around. We can figure it out. Um, but as far as achieving, you know, because that's a base level. I think people are like, well, the people just going to kick back, fucking smoke drugs and eat their free government food. Well, yeah, but it's not the greatest life. Neither is living in your parents' basement for your whole life or whatever for, for mm-hmm. so long. But you can get stuck. You know what I mean? And, and if you don't feel motivated, you don't feel like you have a place to direct your energy or feel like you could be part of something or achieve, then yeah, then, then that's you know, a situation that people can find themselves in. But there's people that find themselves in that position anyway at 50 years old and have a house. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's maybe not the house they want or the job they want or whatever, but that, that happens all over the place. It's two different arguments of should the government get these kids out of their parents' house? No, not necessarily, but I think the government can facilitate policies and unions and good wages and things like that to get to show people, hey, if you, like, really, if you work, like, if you put in the effort, you will get a reward. But I think that that's been lost on a generation of people where it's not true, where where people are told, you can be anything. No, that's not true. You cannot be anything. I will never be president, okay? I never was going to be. No way. None. So that, yeah, Matt's like, what? That's shocking. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? But that's, yeah. but that's the reality. So it's like, I think it's a generation of people with the internet, with whatever, uh, that realize, oh, this isn't true. Like this whole narrative is false. But meanwhile, then you got an entire other half of the country and another side of politics where they're going to get upset that patriotism is being taught in schools and whatever. But that's not, so it's a disillusion. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's selling this false story and half the country believes it and half the country doesn't. And that's sort of the situation we're in. Um, how we're going to bridge that gap, I don't know. Well, where I view that is, a, uh, it is sort of the government's problem is the sense that, like, since the like the whole housing crisis in 08, that was, like, the big cause of it. And the housing market has probably never recovered because you have this entire generation who is stuck in the ba- stuck in the parents' basement and unable to go out and enter the housing market. Right. So you're just getting this, it, like, on a strictly economical basis. It needs to, you want to encourage these people to find a way to become homeowners at some point because that's a big part of the economy and it's just not happening. Yes. And well, but again, like you're right. And here's the thing. You don't have to, it's the same way this kid's like, you know, the, the, the guy on Fox is saying we have to teach patriotism. No, we don't. People will become inspired to be patriotic if the fucking country works well for them. That, that you don't mm-hmm. have to teach it. Same thing. We have to try to get people to buy houses or, you know, whatever, encourage that. No, if you just make the economy work correctly for the majority of people, then it will naturally be, it will naturally work and people will be able to afford things and achieve and do different stuff. It's not, I don't think people default to laziness. I think people default to, uh, being you unmotivated. Know, a- apathy, right? Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying is like, it's just from a strictly like financial base standpoint, you want to, like, that's where it does come into the governor's job. Like, you should want you shouldn't be like 
these people are lazy. You should try to encourage them to try to make their lives better. It'll help the economy. Of course. And the government <laughs> is our government. It's, it works for the people. The, that's the, yeah, well, whatever. Okay. Uh, I don't know, Joey. I feel like we might have ran out of time here, big guy. Then we do. Uh, we got to get to a, a sponsor. We'll figure it out. Here, mm-hmm. listen. We got to get to our sponsor, though, which I, I really want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. This is a new sponsor. Now, we talk about a lot of things on this podcast that, you know, it could be depressing or it could get you stressed out a little bit, cause a little bit of anxiety. I got a way for you, potentially, to relieve some of that stress, to relax, to maybe have some fun. Uh, go to adamandeve.com. And for a limited time only, Joe, you'll get 50% off just about any item. You go on this website, adamandeve.com, for people that don't know, is like an it's an adult website. You can go on there. You can get uh, whatever you want, a, a dildo. You can get a vibrator. You can buy some sexy lingerie, some, some handcuffs, whatever. Things that you can use in your life to have some fun. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. Is that crazy or what? That's awesome. That's an insane deal. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. This is the important part that I want you guys to remember because it shows Adam and Eve that Samsonites are into it, that they're listening to this podcast and they support the show. Go to adamandeve.com and use code SAMPSON at checkout. That's SAMPSON, S-A-M-P-S-O-N at adamandeve.com. Use code SAMPSON at adamandeve.com. You can get yourself 50% off. Three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift and free shipping. AdamandEve.com. That's a good deal, and we appreciate them supporting the show. If you guys want to go on there, check it out. Use that code. Get the deal. Listen, the we are running out of time, like I mentioned. I want to get to some of these VP debate notes because I watched the goddamn thing. I took a lot of notes. I have some clips. We'll, we'll try to figure it out as we go through. Mm-hmm. We probably have 20 more minutes, something like that. All right? So... You ready to go through it? Yeah, let's do it. I have it set up. The whole deal is I watch the debate. I didn't watch anything on TV. I take my notes. I sequester myself. I go into the bubble. I, I don't hear anything. And then I, you know, I give you my honest thoughts about how it went. And here they are. Kane. Now, I have more like of these, like, you know, the live tweet kind of mm-hmm. notes here and some clips. Kane took the wrong tact early on. Don't interrupt. He's doing it a lot. And it's crazy. Hillary is winning solidly at this point. Trump's a mess. Let them talk. He has to know that this truly, excuse me, doesn't matter unless he blows it badly and interrupting so much is a bad move. All right. He started off doing that. He corrected it. Hey, by the way, this shit is stupid right off the bat. Like this doesn't inform anyone other than the dumbest amongst us, which we talked about last week. <sighs> then I go, haha. They keep talking over each other in the most polite tones. It's silly. It's like watching snails race. Hmm. This is my real notes. Mike Pence uses the phrase war on coal. You know what the war on coal is? Progress, time, energy evolution. There's no war on coal. We're done digging shit out of the Man, ground. You really hate coal. I don't hate coal. I hate the insistence that we must continue to do things the way we used to do them because that's how we always did it. And if we stop doing it, people will lose jobs. You'll create other jobs. It'll be a new thing. It's not like you're just eliminating it completely. And you know what? It's People get sick coal mining it's not a great job just because it's the family business start a new family business that's that's insane help these people you could give them some money you could help train them to do something else but it's it's insane to just stick with coal uh then i go uh kane's cornball fucking catchphrases are awful you truly are donald trump's apprentice you're hired or you're fired economy gross but this might appeal to people who still can't decide who to vote for right i mean this could be 
what it's about. Uh, I got a clip here. Trump taxes. We might as well skip this one. We we've seen this. Um, we've seen the taxes stuff before. I think yes, it's okay yes. to go through it. Uh, why is this dumb, dumb moderator interrupting? I wrote, let them argue a little. They, they were kept going back and forth over each other. Who was it? I don't even know her name, but oh, okay. she, they kept going back and forth with each other. And she's like, gentlemen, like, I want to ask this question. No, let them do that. That That's a debate. You asking questions and not letting, letting them talk to you. There's not a debate. That's insane. Uh, Kane plainly says his administration will never privatize social security. That's good. Kane later pronounces scourge, scourge, which is irritating. He kept saying scourge, <laughs> the scourge. No, it's scourge, dude. Uh, all right. Pence on police and background checks and racism and whatever else. This is an instructive moment. Pence wants people to stop using police shootings as an excuse to talk about inherent bias. Kane lands a nice blow at the end. So I think this is one we should probably watch. Uh, and here we go. This is the first clip of the debate. Make police safer too. Governor Pence. You know, my uncle was a cop, a career cop, uh, on the beat in uh, downtown Chicago. He was my hero when I was growing up. When we go up to visit my dad's family in Chicago, my three brothers and I would marvel at, at my uncle when he would come out in his uniform, sidearm at his side. That, to me, sounds like fearful when the flag hits the ground. Like, we would marvel at this guy. Really? Mar- marvel at him? You're stunned by the fact that he's wearing a uniform? Uh, right or wrong? I mean, don't look at me like that. I'm asking uh, I, I I could understand it. You're you're looking at a a powerful man yes. who is there to protect and serve. Okay. All right. Police officers are the best of us. And that men and women, white, African American, Asian, Latino, Hispanic, they put their lives on the line every single day. That some a percentage of them do. I'm not taking that away from, no. from certain cops. But certainly cops in the town I grew up in are not putting their life on the line every day. They're not. They're just not. Inner city yeah. cops, cops that go to dangerous areas, whatever, with a lot of gun violence, things like that. Yes, they are. They are. They could be. But by and large, in a lot of like suburban neighborhoods, whatever. It's like, For the most part, when they're talking about cops, everyone defaults to an urban cop in a city. So. Yeah, of course. Well, right. But don't, don't do that. Because Kane, I don't know if I played the clip or I have it later, but Pence is like making the point of how, you know, uh, Kane paints everybody with a broad brush and he's saying all cops are bad. But you know, he's painting all cops with a broad brush too. Pence, yes. it's the other way. And let me say it, uh, you know, at, at the risk of agreeing with you, I, I, community policing is a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's worked in the Hoosier State. Uh, and and we fully support that. Donald Trump and I are going to make sure that law enforcement have the resources uh, and the tools uh, to be able to really restore law and order to the cities and communities of this nation. It's probably probably why the 330,000 members of the Fraternal Order Police endorsed Donald Trump as the next president of the United States. He's a law and order candidate. They see his commitment to them. They see his commitment. Yeah, they see fucking dollar signs and more guns. They see tanks. Right law and order but but they also they also hear the bad mouthing the bad mouthing that comes from people that that seize upon tragedy in the wake of police action shootings as as a reason to uh, to use a broad brush to accuse law enforcement of uh, of implicit bias or institutional racism and and that really has got to stop i mean when an african-american police officer in charlotte named Brentley Vinson, a, a 
all-star football player who went to Liberty University here in the state, came home, followed his dad into law enforcement, joined the force in Charlotte, joined the force in Charlotte in 2014, was involved in a police action shooting that, that claimed the life of, of Keith, uh, Keith Lamont Scott. It, it was a tragedy. I mean, I, we, we mourn with those who mourn. We, we grieve with those who grieve. We're saddened at the loss of life. But, but Hillary Clinton actually referred to that moment as an example of implicit bias in the police force, where, where she used, when she was asked in the debate a week ago whether there was implicit bias in law enforcement, her only answer was that there's implicit bias in everyone in the United States. Can I, ex I, just, think, can I, explain? I just think what we ought to do is we ought to stop seizing on these moments of tragedy. We ought to assure the public that we'll have a full and complete and transparent investigation whenever there's a loss of life because of... But that's the inherent bias already because we know that that's not the case. We're going to have a, a, a fair, impartial... It's not going to. No, be. nobody's going to fucking jail over these killings, these shootings, no. So that's... People already know. So, and this guy also... Is, uh, whatever. All right, so they keep going though police action but senator please you know enough of this seeking every opportunity to demean law enforcement it, it, broadly by making Elaine, the accusation it, of implicit uh, bias every time tragedy occurs. Elaine people shouldn't be afraid to bring up issues of bias in law enforcement and if you're afraid to have I'm the, not if, afraid if, to bring if, that up if you're afraid to have the discussion you'll never solve it and, and so here okay. Now, they, I'm just going to skip ahead just a little bit because they, they continue with this, and I think this is probably the longest clip we're going to have. But it just shows you, I think, a lack of understanding on the on Pence's part mm -hmm. or the Republican side um, uh, just about the idea of inherent bias to begin with. Like, saying be, when things happen is not the time to talk about it. I completely disagree with that. And the context of how they want to talk about it, I think, is off. So I think that comes out in this clip. 50 times before that fatal incident. And if you look at sentencing in this country... Um, African-Americans and Latinos get sentenced for the same crimes at very different rates. We need uh, and, criminal and, and, justice reform. Well, well, we Indiana do. has passed but, criminal but I, justice But I just reform. want to say, those who say That's we, not we, what should not, talking about. we should not be able to bring up and talk about bias in the system Senator, will never solve the African, problem. When an African-American police officer is involved in a police action shooting involving an African-American, why would Hillary Clinton accuse that African-American police well, it, officer of implicit I, I guess bias. I can't believe you are defending the position that there is no bias and it's, it's a topic. I, we don't Governor Pence, to I have a question. Uh, the, uh, Pence also can't wrap his head around the fact that because there was a black cop there, it couldn't there couldn't be bias involved. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, that's a huge problem. That's why I wanted to play that clip. Uh, it's all, I mean, it's not like they could really lose any more black voters because they have literally zero black voters anyway, but... That just shows you why. You know what I mean? Yes. They, they they want to talk about how well like, liberals give them everything. No, it's because you don't even understand the fact that one black cop being involved in a shooting doesn't mean that there wasn't bias at play. Right. And it also, maybe if it's not racial bias, it's certainly cop versus citizen bias, right? We've yes. seen that repeatedly. Uh, Mike Pence, Joey, sounds like whatever the doorman of Satan's brownstone would sound like. Hmm. <laughs> right? Like just, sure, come on in. Satan will see you. Uh, Pence all doesn't want, uh, oh, this is what I, that was the point I made before. Pence also doesn't want people painting the police with the broad brush, racism, biased, evil, which of course not all cops are these things, but Pence then says truly put their lives on the line every single day. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know who this moderator is, but she might as well not be there. I found her irritating. I didn't think she did a good job at all. 
Kane really found his rhythm by now. He's skilled, frankly. You don't see him a lot, but he's good. Smart pick by Hillary. They should get him out there more. I think he did a nice job with this debate. He has a way of framing things calmly. He's kind of like a likable guy. I I think she did a nice job picking this guy. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, This is an interesting question. Now, we should be able to get through these. I'm going to give it a shot because these seem like quicker clips. They're just like maybe a minute each, you know? Um, This one is... How would these immigrants be removed? It's a good question by the moderator. Pence mutters they'll build a wall. Okay, here, here we go. Hold on. <laughs> Ronald Trump Reagan said a nation and- without borders is not a nation. Donald Trump is committed to restoring the borders of this nation. So, Governor, securing our how nation, would these millions of undocumented immigrants leave? Would they be forcibly removed? Well, I think Donald Trump laid out a series of priorities that doesn't end with border security. It begins with border security. And, oh. and after we secure the border not only build a wall but beneath the ground and and in the air we do what we're gonna build a wall listen to what he just said we're gonna build a wall mm-hmm. underground underground yeah so that's two walls now so they can't take and, a hole and in the right and in the air i don't know what the fuck that means but do you know how ex- patently absurd that is the idea of we're gonna build a hundreds of mile wall in the ground we're going to dig through rock. Like, does anybody look at the, what the border between the United States and Mexico looks like? Because there's, it's not just flat land that you could build a, a fence on. There's, yeah, I don't think it's doable. It's 100% impossible. There's no way to do it. Please go watch the document. It's a 45-minute documentary. It's worth watching. It's called The Fence. It's on HBO. It's on HBO Go. You can find it. It was about when, when Bush tried to build the wall the first time. It's an absolute mess. And I don't know why you would think Trump... Would because be able it to will do create better. jobs. Well, that's not, it won't. It won't create jobs. All right. And to, to keep them out of the other, you're just going to build a giant net. Well, right. You might as well just... Right, exactly. You should just <laughs> say, we're going to have a force field there. There's, it's like, it, it, it'll, look like the green, it'll look like the green monster at Fenway. Just a net. That's a good idea. We should build like a series of base Fenway parks along the border. <laughs> uh, just... Yeah, perfect. And then we and then we could use some of these Mexicans to come over here and play baseball. Then we need a second baseman. Uh, they're good ball players, Joey. I wasn't saying anything. Uh, what a solid, cogent response from Kane. This guy's money so far, very nice. Pence comes back at him, but it's weaker. This is a longer clip. Fuck it. I'd like to shift now to the threat of terrorism. Do you think the world today is a safer or more dangerous place than it was eight years ago? Has the terrorist threat increased or decreased? Senator Kane. The terrorist threat has decreased in some ways because bin Laden is dead. The terrorist threat has decreased in some ways because an Iranian nuclear weapons program has been stopped. He kept going back to that, which I love the fact that he's bringing that up. The, the nuclear deal, which Trump says one of the worst deals ever. Uh, it's not. It's actually a very good deal. It does forestall their nuclear program for at least 10 years. Like, it was a good deal. So I like that Kane keeps saying it. He says it unabashedly. He says it. it is a fact. So he keeps saying it. And I, I like that. Strong answer. And it's a bold thing, actually, I believe, to start that answer with, in some ways, there is less terrorism. Like, yes, yes. there is in some ways less terrorism. The terrorist threat to United States troops has been decreased in some ways because there's not 175,000 in a dangerous part of the world. There's only 15,000, but there are other parts of the world that are challenging. Let me tell you this. To beat terrorism, there's only one candidate who can do it, and it's Hillary Clinton. Remember, Hillary Clinton was the senator from New York on 9-11. She was there at the World Trade Center when they were still searching for victims and survivors. That seared onto her the need to beat terrorism. And she's got a plan to do it. She was part of the national security team that wiped out bin Laden. Here's her plan to defeat ISIL. 
First, we got to keep taking out their leaders on the battlefield. She was part of the team that got bin Laden, and she'll lead the team that will get Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the head of... Which is an interesting strategy to go after Baghdadi al-Baghdadi. He's the, the head of the whole organization. I don't know what that would entail, but okay, they're putting that out there. ISIS. Second, we got to disrupt financing networks. Third, disrupt their ability to recruit on the, on the internet in their safe havens. But, but fourth, we also have to work with allies to share and surge intelligence. That's the Hillary Clinton plan. She's got the experience to do it. Donald Trump. Donald Trump can't start a Twitter war with Miss Universe without shooting himself in the foot. Mm, that's a good line. Yes. Donald Trump doesn't have a plan. He said, um, I have a secret plan. And then he said, um, I know more than all the generals about ISIL. And then he said, I'm going to call the generals to help me figure out a plan. And finally, he said, I'm going to fire all the generals. He doesn't have a plan. But he does have dangerous ideas. Here's four. He trash talks. <laughs> See, like, I like this guy's pace yeah. cadence. He's good. This was a good pick. Peel off the, not off the wall pick, but I'm just, and by the way, I'm talking purely on, you know, a show here, a debate, mm -hmm. whatever. He's pro TPP. He's a religious guy. Although I like some of his answers about religion, but okay. But there's, it's not perfect, but I totally understand why she picked this guy. Yes. He's a good supporting candidate. 100%. To get the votes that she's been lacking in. Right. The military. The military is a disaster. John McCain's no hero. The generals need all to be fired, and I know more than them. He wants to tear up alliances. NATO is obsolete and will only work together with Israel if they pay big league. Third, he <laughs> loves dictators. He's got kind of a personal Mount Rushmore. <sighs> Vladimir Putin, Kim oh, Jong-un, Muammar Gaddafi, oh, and on. Saddam Hussein. Come and last on. and most dangerously... Donald Trump <laughs> believes Donald Trump believes that the world will be safer if more nations have nuclear weapons. He said Saudi Arabia should get them, Japan should get them, Korea should get them. And when he, when he was confronted with this and told, wait a minute, terrorists could get those. Proliferation could lead to nuclear war. Here's what Donald Trump said, and I quote, go ahead, folks, enjoy yourselves. I'd love to hear Governor Pence tell me what's so enjoyable or comical about nuclear war. Governor now, I mean, that's like, here you go. Defend that. That's, yeah. that's, that's very nicely played by, by Kay. He said that. Yeah. Did you didn't work say on that. that one a long time? Because that had a lot of really creative lines in it. Well, I'm going to uh, see if you can look, defend any of it. Look, I can just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So, Good response. Right. Uh, Pence says Hillary Clinton failed to negotiate a status of forces agreement in Iraq. Bush didn't renew the status of forces agreement Period. There's no disputing that. Pence goes on and on on a totally false premise. Irritating. Pence also says Iraq was secured in 2009, which isn't uh, which isn't the case at all. This, the status of forces thing really pisses me off when that comes up. Like Obama pulled the troops out and he could no. Bush didn't renew the status of forces agreement. Period. Oh. Period. Um, all right. Let me kind of skip through here. You got any thoughts on this debate? Because this is the first you've heard of any of this. Let me let me just look through the notes because we do have to wrap up in a minute. Um. I'm, I knew it was going to happen, but I was actually a little bit upset that they spent so much time on Donald Trump and Hillary. I would have liked it better if they spent more time on themselves and how they could be, you know, great vice presidents. Yeah, but well, I mean, would the role of the vice president really is to take heat for the president and push certain agenda, you know, positions? So what is, what is Kane going to do without Hillary? Nothing. He's the vice president. So that's, that is what it is. Their job is to defend the record and the rhetoric of their, you know, the president. I mean, it's like the old John Nance Garner quote of the, the vice presidency isn't worth a bucket of warm spit. 
Say it again. Uh, the, the famous John Nance Garner quote. Uh, he was uh, FDR's vice president for eight years. Uh, he, he was quoted saying the vice presidency isn't worth a bucket of warm spit. Right. Well, yeah, that's a, Cheney turned that on his head. But 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 yes, yeah, historically, the role of the vice president is just be a supporting I mean, player. You know, I, I find it funny that like this people should be concerned about this pre- vice presidential race because. Trump has basically said he's going to give the power to the vice presidency and Hillary is people are concerned about her health. It's like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe this could be the one that actually matters. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. and then in that case, I fucking trust Tim Kaine. Obviously that, that's the thing. Like you look at the tickets. Like I trust this hmm. guy way more than I would trust Pence. Pence is a, a religious extremist. I mean, the guy's really an extremist. I don't know enough about Kane. I, I'm going to have to look He's into that. A, that's a good point if something happens to Hillary. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. Here, we're going to jump ahead here. This is Pence on the sanctity of life. Speaking of the religious stuff, this will be our last clip, and then we'll wrap up. It's oh, we're going to do some religion stuff? Yay. Yeah, this will be the last one we do here. So I love is, Catholics. Play him. Uh, all right, all right. He's not Catholic. He's they're both Catholic. Christ- no, one of them's Catholic. He's Christian, I think. They're both Catholic. No, Joey, they're not. Is Pence? Google it, Matt. To when I struggle, I... I, I Whatever I, I he is, Pence is a much more... Religious? extreme, extreme version yes. of whatever you want to talk about here and 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 i i have a great deal of respect for senator kane's sincere faith i truly do that's shared but for me i i, I would tell you that for me the sanctity of life um proceeds out of the belief that that did, did you look it up matt do we know what yeah he's a uh, born born again evangelical all right fine nice that correct fuck you jeff um, <laughs> we're where God says, "Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you." He, this is what I, I got to go back because no, this sorry, is the no, no, no. That. It's okay. It's, it, I yelled, "Fuck you!" Uh, <laughs> you don't have to apologize. <laughs> he, uh, this is this is this type of shit's terrifying. Um, proceeds out of the not belief. people standing on fabric. This is what scares me. That that ancient principle that um, where where God says, "Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you." He takes that literally. Mm-hmm. Because he's about to talk about anti-abortion and all that stuff. There isn't a God that actually said that, fellow. And it's also, it's like, uh, you know, I knew you before you were even born. That's a that's a, a romantic ideology. You know what I mean? It's a, That's not literally true that God said that to somebody and that he actually knew you, Mike Pence. Unless you're talking in the cosmic sense of God and we're all come from one, you know, mind. Like... Kooky. You you do understand that he believes everything that by the way yeah, the Bible well, is written. Yeah, well, that's fucking horrifying. Okay. That's really scary. Yeah. And so, for my first time in public life, I've sought to stand with great compassion for the sanctity of life. Uh, state of Indiana is also. Sought I mean, well, this Indiana is the state that put Pervy Patel in jail for for having the abortion or whatever. Uh, they're they're an ex- he's an extremist. This guy. Make sure that we expand. Uh, alternatives in healthcare counseling for women, non-abortion alternatives. We, I'm also very pleased the fact we're. What, what does that mean anyway? Expanding non-abortion options in healthcare counseling. That means they're going to make you if you want to if you come in on a Monday to have an abortion, they're going to make you wait till Thursday and go think about it and go talk to a counselor and do all this and stuff. Gonna, like, and they're going to show you the ultrasound and try right. to, try to emotionally toy with you and. Yeah. No. No. It's no, not no, your no, choice, no, homeboy. No. 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 Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. They're going to do the best to preserve life uh-huh. as they should and offer why, why as they other should? possibilities why? to help the woman out. Why as they should? We've talked about this before. I, I believe know. in reincarnation, so I, I don't know. even give a shit. Let I it, know, let it I know we talked about before. Yeah, all right. our way in Indiana. I get what you're saying, but. Becoming the most pro-adoption state. That's good. Adoption's good. If you're going to be pro-life, you should, 
you should be pro-adoption. I agree. But what, what I can't understand is with Hillary Clinton and now Senator Kane at her side is to support a practice like partial birth abortion. I mean, to hold to the view, and I know Senator Kane, you, you hold pro-life views personally, but, but the very idea that a child that is almost born into the world could still have their life taken from them is just anathema to me. And I, and I, cannot, I can't conscience about, about a party that supports that. Or that I know you've historically opposed taxpayer funding of abortion, but Hillary Clinton wants to, wants to repeal the long-standing provision in the law where we said we wouldn't use taxpayer dollars. I doubt that's true. The Hyde Amendment, there's abortion. no way that's true. So for that me, can't be true. my yeah. faith informs my life. I try and spend a little time on my knees every day. But, but <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what did he say? <laughs> Jesus what he say? Christ. Come what on, man. About that, what happened? He's showing... He's trying to show how religious he is and how much he believes in God, and you turn it into a dick sucking joke. Is that what he, I didn't. I don't. I just said what did he say? I didn't even hear what he said. Okay, let's. Yeah, I just went back. Listen. I didn't hear what he said. I wouldn't use taxpayer dollars to fund abortion. So for me, my faith informs my life. I try and spend a little time on my knees every day. But oh, I try to spend a little time on my knees every day. What does he? What do you think he means by that? Praying to God, not sucking dick. I, I hope so. Or he's I going. I know what you're trying to imply. Or he's going to hell. <laughs> you're going to hell, my pants. But also, you better repent or you're going to hell. It begins with cherishing the dignity, the worth, the value of every human life. Elaine, this is a fundamental question, a fundamental question. Hillary and I are both people out of religious backgrounds. Her Methodist church experience was really formative Stop, for Stay her away from that. Yeah, I don't believe that anyway, but okay. Servant. <laughs> but we really feel like you should live fully and with enthusiasm the commands of your faith. But it is not the role of the public servant to mandate that for everybody else. So let's talk about abortion and choice. Once okay. Again. So he says uh, that's important. As the role of the public servant is not you can be religious, you can do your thing, but it doesn't carry over. It can't carry over into public policy. Correct. Great. That's all you got to say to me. I'd like a couple more clips. I think we, I think we went through that enough. Again, it's only going to matter for another if this comes out on Friday one day because then the the, the presidential debates on Sunday. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, thoughts, Joey? Final. Let's. We got to wrap up here. I have to do some research on Mr. Kane. That's yeah. Look, you can look into it. Yeah. Hillary's going to be fucking fine. They they can talk all the shit she wants. That chick's getting into office. She's going nowhere. She is never leaving. She's not going to die in office. It's fine. Uh, all right. It's been a good episode, I think. We rushed a little bit. My fault, but we got through. We, we did a good job, I think. Yes, we did. Uh, Matt, thank you for being here today. Thank you for chiming in. Appreciate it. Doing some research. My pleasure. Um, guys, we, we really like love doing the show. We love talking to you every week. This is the 99th time we're going to do this, and this is probably the 99th time I'm going to tell you to do this. Go on iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, uh, review. You can go on soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You can listen to all the episodes on there. You can follow us on there. You can leave a comment on the uh, the track, and I'll respond to that. You can also email us mandatory Samson at gmail.com. Uh, I respond to all of those, and if it's something of uh, particular import, we will read it on the program and discuss it. Uh, you can also follow me on all social media at Mansamp. That's M-A-N-S-A-M-P. Joey is at Joey from Jersey. Jersey is, of course, spelled with the Z. You can find him on basically all the social media platforms as well. Thank you once again to AdamandEve.com for sponsoring us. You guys can go on there, use the promo code Samson, S-A-M-P-S-O-N, and you can uh, save yourself 50%, get some free gifts, get some DVDs, get some free shipping. 
Next week, Joey, it is a milestone episode of this Big podcast. 100. It is the 100th time we will record the Mandatory Samson podcast. We love you guys. If you've been along the ride with us from the beginning, if you just got on board, please tune in next week. We'll continue to do the show as long as you guys continue to listen. We love you. We'll talk to you then. Mwah. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Yeah.